0: From the, gray, the gray
1: Welcome to What Makes Me Weird with Joel Sharpton. I'm your host, Joel Sharpton, and this week on, or this episode on What Makes Me Weird, we're going to talk about what makes my reading weird. As a kid... I read anything and everything I could get my hands on. My sons both love to read, but I wonder sometimes about how much I read when I was a kid versus what they read now, and how I was able to cram in so much. Then, I remember there was no iPad, no iPhone. The Game Boy that I did have lasted about three hours, and it took roughly a million AA batteries to do that, and cartoons only came on on Saturdays. So I read. I remember Super Fudge and Ramona Quimby. This is the sound of a man who unexpectedly fell into cold water and
0: instinctively is trying to swim hard. This is the sound of the cold water shock, making him gasp uncontrollably and breathe in water until he drowns. Whereas this is the sound of a man who fell into cold water and knows how to survive. You have to fight your instinct to swim and just float until the cold water shock has passed and you can control your breathing. This is a safety message from the RNLI. Float to live. Visit respectthewater.com
1: Encyclopedia Brown and even the Babysitter's Club. And while I was a big Freddy cat in real life, I loved scary books. First, Bunicula and the Celery Stalks at Midnight, which, by the way, they've turned into a cartoon series, apparently. It has very little to do with the books, but I'm glad that it exists as a property, at least. Then Goosebumps, and then eventually Christopher Pike's Chain Letter and The Last Vampire series. Those teen novels, the Christopher Pike and R.L. Stein books... Those were my thing by the time I was 10. So when two summers later, I found the tale of the body thief at my aunt's house and read the prologue written by Lestat, it made sense that I was instantly hooked. The vampire Lestat was arrogant and impetuous. He was powerful and prideful. He was exotic and exhilarating. He was my favorite fictional character I'd ever found. And I had already stumbled on some pretty great ones. So I asked my aunt what was up with this book and the French vampire with the funny name. She explained the series to me, four books at the time, and how originally it was Lestat's partner Louis who began it all in interview with the vampire. So I took that copy of The Tale of the Body Thief from her. It was the only one of the series that she owned. And at the end of my trip to see my aunt, I visited the library back home and promptly searched the card catalog, do you remember those, for this Anne Rice person and her interviewed vampire. I found the large gold foil wrapped hardback copy and I made my way to the desk to check it out. But I was foiled and not just by the gold wrapper. The librarian scoffed as I handed her my card and the book telling me, that's an adult book and you have a child's card. What the hell sense did that make? If I could understand the words on the page, then what business is it of hers or anyone else's how old I am? Even now, a father of four myself, I really don't get what the big deal was. But I played by the rules and waited until my mother came to pick me up. Then I got her to check it out for me. Within a month, I'd harangued my mother and the head librarian to get me an adult card of my own so that these sorts of misunderstandings wouldn't happen again. Now, the whole wide world of fiction was open to me, and I read everything. Science fiction and fantasy, detective novels and westerns, classic books and modern pop paperbacks. Occasionally, even some historical era would catch my fancy, and I'd read a series of biographies to fulfill my curiosity. But mostly, I stuck with the vampires. I read and reread the Vampire Chronicles from Anne Rice, first checking them out, then buying my own paperback copies, then inevitably buying new ones when I wore the old ones out. I think with the Vampire Lestat alone, I have personally owned four separate copies of that book, and none of them have been lost due to you know sharing or loaning. I'm fully happy with our modern digital world. I buy my movies on iTunes and my books on my iPad, and I mostly don't miss the old way of doing things. But sometimes, when I think about the way a well-loved paperback feels, folding back the spine to hold it open one-handed, rolling the cover completely off the damn thing, duct tape holding the binding together, this stuff I miss. As each new book in Anne's series would come out, I would wait in line, drop my money, and raced through it trying to swallow the new info about Lestat and the other children of the Savage Garden. But Anne never wrote fast enough to keep me satisfied. I read Brian Lumley and his Necroscope series, Laurel Hamilton and her Anita Blake series, even read the first three novels in the True Blood series, along with roughly a million one-off takes on the vampire myth from writers big and small, talented and less than so, But no one ever replaced Lestat's voice. Not when he slept after the events of Memnock the Devil. Not when Anne put him away as she chased angels. Not even when they made that terrible Queen of the Damned movie. The beautiful brat prince has always been in my periphery, whispering just in the next room, always hinting he'll be back. And then he was. Prince Lestat was a surprise for me when Anne Rice announced it. I never really thought she'd return to this world or these characters and had resigned myself to that. Was it different after so many years? Absolutely. I didn't wait in any lines. I clicked a pre-order button in the iTunes store. There's no well-worn paperback, just my trusty smartphone and the comforting yellowish glow of the books app keeping me up into the wee hours chasing Lestat once again. I loved the new book. And I can't wait to read the adventures promised by its conclusion. But the reason I'm nostalgically tracing my reading history here is that Interview with the Vampire will have been in print for 40 years this month. So, while we all know our favorite French fiend has been stalking the Savage Garden for three centuries, he's been in our collective consciousness for four decades now. And I, at least... We'll be following his stories for as many more in the future as possible. Happy birthday, Lestat. And thank you, Anne, for all that you've given us over the years.
0: You got busted without a dime in your name You took a bus ride with your mindset to fame They had a tough time remembering your name Well, we don't, no we don't You missed a big chance to be a Hollywood star but for most folks That never was in the cards where well, you sailed and you failed Well at least you got to do it while you were young Before you get old and you lose your nerve So here's to you From the great Pelican State It's never too late To come back home So here's to you For doing what you gotta do We'll be waiting here With love in place From the great, the great pelican
1: what makes me weird is a proud member of the two guys and a rogue network you can find all of our episodes and other podcasts we produce at always if you're in need of an audio editor or a professional voiceover artist you can find me and demos at joelsharpton.com our theme song is from the great pelican state by adam dale two guys and a rogue i'm one guy i'm the other and this is the network these fingers crossed paprika burgers Big day today.
0: Jamie gets his exam results. I hope he's done okay. He's worked so hard. So I'm making my paprika burgers for when he gets home. They were lucky last time. I add red onion and paprika to the mince. Then I top with jalapenos. Well? Make your own burgers with our Tesco finest Aberdeen Angus beef. Food Love Stories. Brought to you by Tesco. Joe loves doubles. Joe has a double-barrelled surname. He goes double Dutch on double dates, and on those dates he wears double denim. Joe sleeps with a double-down duvet by a double-glazed window and has two fancy cars which he stores in his double garage. So Joe did a double take when he saw our new double quarter-pounder with cheese. Double lovers, get ready. The new McDonald's double quarter-pounder with cheese is here, but only until the 24th of September. So get there on the double. (laughs) Served after 10.30am, except in selected restaurants, which will serve this from 11am. Participating restaurants only.